Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this Friday, April the 14th. I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for your prayers. I want to thank you for your friendship. We are so grateful for you. Natasha and I are thankful every day for the the friends that the Father has surrounded us with at this season of our life, and uh, we we just so grateful for you. If you want to partner with us and help us to take this gospel, uh, this good news of Jesus, well, we hope you'll consider doing so by visiting our website, paulwhiteministries.com. There's a link there for you to be able to support, to give one time, monthly. Um, we, we just appreciate whatever you can do. And if you never do anything financially for this ministry, we just ask you to pray for us and put our name in front of the Father and uh, ask His continued blessings and help. Today we start a new chapter in our journey in the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 7, verse 1, Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to Him, having come from Jerusalem. Let's just make this comment here just to clean up the characters and kind of realize, set the stage a little bit. The Pharisees, um, sometimes I, I, and I think I said this back in chapter two when we talked about the Pharisees a little bit, they get the, a bad rap um, and they should in the sense that Jesus confronts them a lot, but they should not be looked at as this nefarious group of evil people who we would have spotted as such. Um, They're actually the theological descendants of the Hasidim, which was a 2nd century BC movement that was really a movement of piety and and learning, and they were hyper-faithful to Mosaic law, and they were doing so as a juxtaposition against Greek influence. They really were trying to restore Torah observance. By the time Jesus comes along, this strict observance of the law had expanded out to sort of a ritual purity. And they had developed this through something that was called the tradition of the elders. Let me read for you on through verse 3, and show you what I'm talking about. Now, when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. Um, That special way is a weird phrase that literally says, um, with the fist. And that's a we're not even really sure what that means, um, other than there was an it was an interesting way by which to pour water over their hands. Well, that sort of extreme example shows you where the traditions of the elders had went, and it's the kind of thing that was developed by them to apply the law to specific situations. The the, the real difficulty of that is that it creates a gap. It creates this gap between the people and this religious sort of sanctimonious elite, what they would have called the righteous versus the sinners. When they include Jesus with the sinners, they are accusing him of such, not because of the things he's running around doing that we would think of as sin, but because he isn't following the traditions of the elders. The issue that I see with the traditions of the elders is that it not only does it put a gap between the people and this sort of sanctimonious religious elite, 
But the longer you really start to adhere to these traditions of the elders, you'll notice they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. You just add more and more and more and more and more. You can never really do enough. Anytime that you insert any kind of legalistic performance into your Christianity by which you achieve the anointing or the favor of God, you think you do, you don't actually, but by which you think you achieve the anointing or the favor of God, that it puts you in some sort of special place because you're doing it. The moment you do that, you are going down a road to where you'll never do enough. You will just keep adding on and adding on and adding on. So when you see Pharisee in the Gospels, you're not seeing this sort of gangster these gangster evil men. You're seeing people who the general public thought of as highly pious, highly religious. They would have called them the holiest people in the world. That doesn't mean that everybody in the general population admired them. A lot of people probably thought they were religious snobs, and they were probably right. This group also contains, according to verse 1, the scribes, and scribes were people who were students of the law. Um, Scribes were teachers of the law, but They were also mostly Pharisee as well. When the disciples wash their, they eat with unwashed hands in verse 2. The Pharisees see this as defiled. And and it's because they didn't wash the way the Pharisees wanted them to wash. And so they were considered ceremonially unclean. Now, Rightfully so, Jesus is critical of this kind of teaching. He's critical of these expansions of Torah because they've extended them out to the place. We're going to find this as we go deeper into chapter 7 to where they, they have actually permitted some moral transgressions of the law that hurt people so that they can uphold the traditions of the elders. What seems to bug Jesus the most is that you would do something that actually causes harm And you'd consider that okay because you're doing all these piddly, foolish, correct washings. This is where you've created a God who's more excited by religious activity than he is by loving. And we have to be very careful of this in Christianity because it sneaks in like a snake in our garden. That we get so infatuated with our stuff, the way we do it. That we forget that loving our neighbor is the expression of loving our God. And we can't conflate that. For the Pharisees, verse 3, And all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the tradition of the elders. And this is that extension of the biblical injunction that a priest was to wash when they went in to have the temple sacrifice. Well, they had extended this out to all Jews at all times. Um, that phrase, tradition of the elders, tells us one important thing you need to remember about Pharisees is that they believed that in addition to what was written down in Torah, Moses had received instruction for interpretation and instruction for application. And so the oral law, not the moral law, the oral, take the M off, the oral, the, the verbal law was passed on by word of mouth and it went from teacher to teacher. This is rabbinical Tradition. Jesus consistently fights this tradition and always looks to get back to the original meaning of the text, which we'll get into 
over the next several days. This is quite an interesting theological confrontation, and it's one of the first that we get in the book of Mark, which has been immediately, immediately, immediately the healing Jesus. Now we slow down a bit. And we watch Jesus have a real confrontation. We'll do that with him tomorrow. And also tomorrow we'll introduce the message that we're going to drop on Sunday. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, We'll tell you about it tomorrow. See you then. God bless.